And the guests for this episode are members of the Finnish melodic death doom metal band Mariana's Rust, vocalist Jaco, and guitarist Nico. As they are still trying to find their sound, they feel like they are finally at that point with their newest album, Vata Magrana, out now via Napalm Records. This album, which takes a journey into the realms of isolation, took on a new meaning as the band and the whole world went into quarantine as a global pandemic spread. During our conversation, we talked about the making of Fata Magana and how this album represents a monumental landmark creatively for the band, along with diving into the culture of their homeland, Finland, and much, much more. So after our brief word from our sponsor, we'll get into this interview with Jaco and Nico of the band Mariana's Rest. Before we start this podcast, I want to definitely remind you of a sponsor for Fresh of the Word, 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams, along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. In the world of wrestling, where there's hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. So if you'd like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or even Zubaz, then drop them a line at 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20apparel.com. And also check out their enamel pin line. It's super cool. Alright, welcome back. And like always, we have the freshest guests for you. And joining me for this episode is Yako and Nico from the the Finnish melodic death metal band Mariana's Rest. They have a new album out. It's called Fata Morgana. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing today? Uh, thanks, man. Uh, you had we are not feeling so fresh <laughs> this moment. Still, still going uh, through rough times from the last weekend, and it's it's Thursday now. So, <laughs> man, no, hey, you don't always got to be fresh, man. You got to try hard to be yeah. fresh, but if you're not fresh, it's fresh to say that you're not fresh. It's okay to not be okay. <laughs> Yo, Nico, yeah, I loved, I loved the, uh, I love, <laughs> yo, Nico, I love the dad joke uh, battle that you had with dude from uh, Wolfheart. That was like awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I haven't done anything like that before, but uh, actually it was Tuomas idea. Yeah. He, he talked us into it. Uh, glad, glad he did. Uh, we have kind of been building up this uh, huge pile of crappy dad jokes over the years, and we just had to have some sort of ventilation system for all that crap. So yeah. that that was our chance. But who won? What do you think? Man, it was close, man. It was neck and neck. But the other dude had a couple ones at the end that was like... <laughs> I forget which ones, but he, he had some ones that really hit me. I was like, oh, oh, dude. <laughs> but it, but it's fun. I laughed at all of them, man. Like, say what you, I don't know what that says about me, but I laughed at all of them. Yeah, actually, the battle is still going on. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. <laughs> all right. You guys have a, uh, you guys have a new album out. And I was checking, you know, online, you had that, you know, the first part of the making of uh, where you're talking with your producer. Like, how did you, you know, how did you feel going into this album? Because I felt like, you know, the last album, you, you know, like you guys are saying, there were some hiccups here and there. But this album kind of went through 
you know, seemed a lot easier going through, you know, what do you feel like you did better on that, on this album and why? I think the biggest difference to the previous albums was that when we started writing songs, I think all of us had a bit more confidence in what we were doing and we were able to just uh, let the music run its course or go, go wherever it wants to go and not try to force it into being, you know, uh, death metal or black metal or, or whatever. It is what it is. So I think that is the biggest difference. Yeah, it was more streamlined. Yeah, uh, we uh, kind of we had more faith. I think songs were a bit better, so we didn't have to kind of uh, figure it out figure it out as much as as we did on, on on previous albums. And of course, we we have known each other for years, but uh, every day you get to you learn something new, and it helps. Kind of this sort of stuff helps when you are. Uh, in studio you know what the other guy is thinking you he knows what we are aiming at and and that sort of stuff so it, it gets easier album by album what was something new that you, you you figured out about each other and like what you know how did you know how did that improve the you know just the writing and recording process well maybe we just know better what what uh we can do what we what we shouldn't do. <laughs> on, on the last album, we learned that it's okay to kind of uh, let Nico do a four-minute solo on, on guitar, and 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 uh, at the, the this record, well, he actually you did two solos. Only one of them get, get got on the record, but it's these little things. You just it's hard to kind of pinpoint what it is. But uh, I'd say we know each other uh, very much better than we than we used to on Ruin's album. And we had kind of uh, our lives. We are on, on a hectic phase of, in our lives. Everything happens. We have kind of careers. We have families, uh, all that sort of stuff. So everything happens fast. On Ruins, we were all in a pretty bad place. Uh, we had rough patch and. Uh, that kind of maybe that built us together. We we got over it together and and uh, made a uh, badass <laughs> metal uh, album on the side and and now we just kind of were a bit more relaxed. Yeah. How long did it take for this band to just sort of get comfortable as a band? You know, was it on this album that you felt like you figured out who you guys were? You know, how long did that sort of process take? Yeah, well, probably it was this album. I think on the previous two, we were kind of blindfolded shooting in the dark kind of stuff and just try and figure out what works for us and what doesn't. And I think it was a conscious thing that just tries to, you know, push the boundaries a bit, see see what is too far and what is not. So, yeah, I, I think this album was it. We, we found our, our kind of goal or our our path, our place. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it took almost 10 years to, yeah. to do that. And uh, yeah, but we had to make those two albums to get here. So it's kind of, uh, we had to shoot in the dark to, to find a way. That's, that's, how, that's just how it goes, at least for us. Uh, we are not that good. <laughs> right. There's so many like, like flavor so many subgenres of metal especially out in europe um but i feel like over the years a lot of it's like sort of blending in and bands are are no longer like being sticklers of staying in those boxes of whatever it's like black metal death metal whatever you know there's a lot more this like avant-garde sound getting into uh metal especially out in europe these days like what goes into like what sounds like make it into this band? You know, when you're recording an album, mm, that's a difficult question. Whatever <laughs> sounds good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we don't have, we don't, we try not to uh, keep anything out just because it this or that. We, it's all about the kind of building the mood. Yeah, I think the. Core idea is to have uh, the bass bass sound and drum sound and all that. that. That needs to be big. And then you need to have something organic, which usually comes from the guitars and the 
vocals and then just a little bit of parmesan on the top with the keyboards to make it you know sound uh contemporary and and this uh, no it, it it's something like that yeah but we don't kind of when we do stuff we don't think if it if the, if it's doom if it's post if it's a black metal if it's death metal uh it's uh, whatever works we'll use it uh and i think uh, some people don't don't like that sort of stuff, but well, we 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 listen to a lot of different type of music, and we we just we cannot we can't be kind of we don't know how to be true to some genre or or some subgenre. If it's good music, then it's good music, and and that's kind of enough. Yeah. How does it make y'all feel when you realize this is like something is good for the song, good for the record? And how do you make those like tough decisions? And what sort of input did your producer bring into that? Our pro producer is our <laughs> he's our guiding light in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do a lot of crap. <laughs> it sounded like because... that, like through like on the on the making of video. He just like um. Like when when they when they ask you like, oh, you get presented all these demos and everything. He's like, uh, there are some good ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo, this guy tells it how it is, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's why we love him. He, he's, you can you know throw shovels of shit at him and he'll he'll <laughs> pick up the little gold nuggets among. <laughs> From that shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. It, yeah, it's, uh, sometimes it's kind of rough to hear <laughs> how how just how crappy your new song is, and you're all hyped up about it on the training grounds, and then then Demo comes along and says that, boys, this really doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, uh, back to drawing board. Yeah, but I, I think it works both ways. I mean, sometimes when we're in the studio, he might throw some ideas that I think uh, for us band members, they, they just don't sound right. So we can also say to him that, well, this, this is not going to work. We have, we have a aim and that makes it a whole lot easier. We, if we, we had, it doesn't have to be a slight, slightly different goal and it would fuck up the whole thing. Uh, we have to have exactly the same view of things, how, how, what what this band should sound like yeah and no, i think because the writing process in our band is very democratic so okay those um, big conflicts on what uh, what we should do what we shouldn't do on certain songs they they don't exist because they have been um uh, we have gone through with them on the very early stages of recording so yeah, along with that, yeah. you know, and what you were speaking earlier about the do's and don'ts of uh, what you've learned about making music and whatnot, what what really struck me on this record was, let's, you know, take a song like The Wait, which is almost 10 minutes long. I was listening to it and, like, there there's a common sort of theme throughout it, but it didn't seem like a... Uh, a 10 minute song it sounded like maybe there was a couple songs there and i was like oh this is still going but it does it doesn't drone on for 10 minutes you know how do you sort of like make these longer tracks but make them fresh you know so it's not like you're listening to it listening to a song forever mm. well it's it's not easy i i remember when we we were going over the weight and we we were not sure if, if we can kind of uh uh pull it off on, on that track if we could kind of you just have to kind of um have add layers you cannot you have the the core of it has to be so so good that it, it works on its own so so you don't have to kind of put everything on the beginning of the song you you just put a little bit and then build on and and in the in the end it's all all guns blazing and eagles flying and uh <laughs> <laughs> napalm shooting everywhere and that sort of stuff. <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's maybe that's one of the things that you just your instinct kind of 
you just know when when but on this on the way i think we were not sure until we made it to studio yeah yeah and i, I think always when you make these long songs and you tend to think millions of things that you can put on top of the like for example in that that song it's very it's a simple uh chord progression it's a simple simple guitar part and very very simple stuff so it's easy to get lost and you start jamming it up with all sorts of stuff so you have to be very clear on whether something you do brings extra value to the song or or it doesn't but i think that that also is a case of trial and error just trying out what works and what doesn't and i don't know mm. <laughs> something like that yeah throughout this new album you know another thing that really stuck out is that just throughout it like you hear those real those riffs that are very they're very catchy like they 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 kind of stick out they kind of like you know tap you on the soldier soul you know shoulder and being like yo listen to me right now <laughs> but you know what you know what kind of go how do you feel when like a a riff is really just hitting like yo this we got it we got it this riff is going to be killer people going to like this you know what what sort of you know feeling you know goes through the band when you just you know nail it i don't know i see uh, this um uh Ice, ice cold blue color, then I know it's going to be okay. <laughs> well, synesthesia. Yeah, yeah, well, not probably as the definition, but something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a funny feeling. You, you just, your skin starts to crawl, and, and you, you just know that this is going to be good. Uh, but it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint what makes a good riff and what does not. It's, it's uh, and it has to be in the right context also. Yeah. Uh, a good riff in a wrong place just doesn't work. It, it has to be in the in in the right place. But uh, and uh, we just kind of mix mix the songs up. We reassemble them, uh, take parts out, uh, and and kind of uh, do all sorts of. We are not very uh, kind of. Uh, uh, we don't fall in love with our own things. We just kind of tear them down and build them up again. In regards to that, you know, the music that you do is, you know, it's very, it, it's slow. It builds up, you know, you start with, you know, some, you know, something, you're just adding layers throughout the, the songs and the album. When it comes to the sequencing of the songs and then the sequencing of the album, you know, what do you want to achieve? We want to have kind of every single song ha has to have a, this dramaturgic arch uh, on it, but uh, you have to also uh, have a longer arch on the whole record, and that's when you come to the um, the uh, what type of songs end up on the album. Uh, a good song might might not end on the album because it just doesn't fit the the overall uh, arch and. Uh, uh, then you have to kind of, uh, for example, when writing the story, you, you have to know in in a early stage uh, on on where this song is going to end up on the album, uh, on the beginning, on the end, uh, on in the middle. Uh, it's not easy uh, since when you kind of like build a, some sort of concept, you 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 are kind of uh, shackled to it. To the end, uh, but on, on this one we 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 did have we we tried different things when when kind of the song order and that sort of stuff. We I, I think we had uh, probably five to ten different versions. Uh, the the middle song, the Horrocks, and the the shorter song. It was on the beginning on one of the versions, and but this this I think this was the right way to go. Yeah. How do you guys? not fall in love with your ideas and whatnot to be able to rearrange them the way that you do. I think that has to do with, with the fact that we kind of release our early ideas to the whole group very, very early on. So you don't get stuck with them. 
I think the very, very first demos are just maybe a part of a riff or a riff or just a part of a chorus or something like that. And then we start figuring it out in a group. So it nobody has to, or nobody has taken too much time with that, that single demo or something. So you don't feel like you have lost 20 or 50 hours or something that the other guys just won't want to do. <laughs> yeah, nobody gets to kind of uh, polish the songs in his own private chambers before before uh, presenting it to others. I think that's 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 yeah. the key element. Nobody gets to kind of polish the songs in his his own uh, secluded place. We just kind of bring them out in the open, and nobody. Oh. It feels like they are all our band songs. They are nobody's songs. I don't. Uh, I don't can remember who made the first riff to to what demo, and and who, we don't even rem remember ourselves. They're, they're just our songs. Yeah. Does everybody bring something to the table in those beginning stages? Yeah. 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 Everybody brings brings something. We, and uh, everybody uh, gets to say their own, own word uh, to each of the songs. If, if there's kind of everybody has uh, a chance to veto if 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 something just sucks so much balls that uh, <laughs> he, he can handle it, uh, then then we won't do it. Yeah, but that's a rare occasion, I think. Was there you know how is it? doing this album during this pandemic was there anything you're forced to do that actually turned out to be sort of a blessing in disguise um well actually doing the album we had a bit of luck because the album was written before the pandemic hit finland and um the studio was booked so that the first wave have had passed and the lockdowns had been lifted so we were able to go through with the recordings pretty much uh normally we had some safety measures, of course. We had only one or two guys at the studio at the same time, but otherwise we were able to go about it just, just as we have done before. Yeah, but I think the the whole al album, because it's kind of, it, it's story it's about seclusion and reclusion and going to exile, uh, it, it gained a, a new layer, <laughs> a new meaning because of this whole thing. Uh, I think a lot of bands are, are doing something like this uh, now. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it was a kind of a coincidence that Moonspell released uh, the album Hermitage at the same time. And it, yeah, I don't know if they, they had planned it yeah. in our, our part. You know, how did how did this band, you know, start to begin with? You know, what was why did you guys come together? You know, did you guys know each other beforehand? You know, what was sort of like, how, how did all these guys get together to make this band? It was this drunken, drunken idea. Yeah, <laughs> the best one. <laughs> Have fun and play music. I think uh, me and the other guitar player, Harry, we first started uh, thinking about playing together. And I think it was a few, few occasions drunken occasions when we discussed about it and pretty much i think it took maybe a year or something we, we were able to get all the, all the guys to uh, play with us and um well the idea was just to have fun play some music and have great parties so yeah a therapy group yeah so to say. yeah get rid of those inhibitions man yeah get rid of those inhibitions let's play some uh let's play some music let's party you know maybe get laid whatever Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've we've managed to party, but none of them day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, the, the, I, we don't we didn't really have any goals. I think we yeah. just kind of let's see where this thing takes us. Yeah, uh, the first idea was to play some sort of doom. It was more doom than than what we do now. Uh, but it kind of evolved pretty quickly, and we didn't try to stop it. It, we just went along with it. Yeah. What, you know, what's sort of like the, you know, the area like where you guys are from, you know, you say you're out there partying, playing music, you know, what's the music scene like? What's just the culture like? You know, what's your day to day 
you know, day-to-day lives, like, you know, even when you're starting the band and then, you know, throughout the years, you know, being in this band, you know, growing up, you know, what's it like out there? Well, Kotka, we are not in Kotka now, but where we are from and where this band was started, it's a it's a metal town. Uh, a, a small industri- uh, industrial town uh, uh, on the shore of Baltic Sea, and we had we've had um, we've kind of all grown up in the middle of metal uh, culture. It kind of flourished uh, during the thousand and uh, uh, Omnium Gatherum, Total Devastation, uh, Money to all, all kinds of great bands when we were kids and and. And uh, well, uh, we are not all the same age. We have an age difference. When I started earlier, Nico was watching our gigs, yeah. my my band's gig at, gigs at the time, and and uh, but we've all all been in the scene, and it, it was we were just talking about it a couple of days back. How how uh, fun it was all back then. We had huge parties. Uh, everybody was invited. Uh, at the, at the training camps, uh, training um, uh, studios, and and that sort of st- stuff. Uh, now now we don't have that anymore, and metal is not that pop anymore. Back then, uh, in Finland, bands on official charts for metal. A lot of the bands were metal bands, and it sold a great deal. And uh, um, now I don't think kids don't play that much rock and metal anymore. yeah but i don't think it's that bad no they're bad yeah, yeah there's still a lot of a lot of great shows and we have considering the size of the town we have a great summer festival and yeah yeah we have traditional rock bars and all, all that <laughs> stuff that i think in, in some places in, in finland i think they're starting to shut down and but I think in in our home, uh, many of the guys from Insomnium they live in Kotka now, and uh, it's not just the bands, the crews, the the light guys, the engineers, the tour managers. There are a lot of those guys who really know how, how this stuff works, how to get this stuff uh, to to people to listen, uh, and that's that that's that's a huge thing. Uh, if we were in in the same sort of town, uh, about fifty thousand people uh 50,000 people uh, in in some other country i don't think we we've ever had uh, gotten this far yeah so you just have like people like that there's people in your town that you know know how to do a different thing and you guys all kind of come together to build build something we try to help each other out i'd say yeah. um we've um um I've done some music videos for Omnium Gatherum and uh, Sami, who who has toured the world with with Insomnium and Omnium Gatherum. Now now he's he helps us, and we try to kind of uh, take each other into account. And and uh, and it's all I think it's all good. If someone someone makes it, it's better for everybody. And yeah. What what sort of like just the culture like? In your hometown, um, you know, is it pretty diverse? Is there other uh, other types of music outside of uh, you know metal um, that still has sort of a DIY sort of street level thing? Um, is there you know groups you know people of color, different cultures in your uh, in your home um, hometown? Well, Kotka used to have its port town, a uh, huge port, uh, and there were when when the seamen uh, got to get on the shore, uh, it was mixed back. But now they to do it anymore. They have to stay on the ships. Uh, it's not very. I don't think it's very kind of multicultural. No, in Kotka, yeah. I, I think you think it's well the people are nice and nice and helpful and all that but I I think it's very introverted yeah town I'd say yeah 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 that's kind of a typical thing in Finland I think uh people are very warm uh, once you get to know them but uh, <laughs> so 
the surface might be a bit bit hard yeah <laughs> at first uh and of course it's a small town where people uh, uh don't live very closely uh i think the city center has gotten uh quieter during during the last 10 years and that sort of stuff but on the summertime it's a bus uh, everybody because the summer is uh short in here so everybody tries to make the most of it and yeah. people come out and we have one of the biggest festivals in finland uh, in in kotka uh, the whole city is kind of filled half of finland is there and everybody brings their body weight and start a fight and sing <laughs> karaoke and that sort of stuff how far away is your hometown from like the yeah, next I think it, big yeah. city big city uh, like like well, what's like what's the closest like big city you'd think Helsing. um it, it's it's close to whether it's in another i don't got a, i don't got a map around here so i don't know if like the <laughs> if if the closest big city would be in another uh country or in finland yeah actually helsinki and saint petersburg are pretty much as they're as far away uh, yeah it's, it's in between yeah yeah oh, okay. pretty close to russian border uh and, and how uh, does your town yeah, differ it, than, from those big cities, though? Uh, well, I've been to St. Petersburg, Petersburg only once, so can't really uh, compare. St. Petersburg is old. Kotka, <laughs> uh, not that old. Uh, none of the Finnish towns, uh, only a few of the Finnish towns are, are really that old as the old Russian cities. Uh, well, in Helsinki, there's... Um, over 10 times more people uh, uh they have a subway <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, there's no in kotka there's basically no public transport uh, yeah. only a few buses now and then and uh, uh um it's hard to really um uh, kind of it's it's a it's a really really small town compared to small towns in in for example usa um but um I think a lot of kind of good uh, music, uh, they, they come from strange places. Uh, you have yeah. something just builds up, uh, a few guys get together and pretty soon there's like 20 guys and they all, all do the same stuff or, or uh, they, maybe they do a bit, bit different stuff, but they help each other out. And yeah, because you got to do like stuff. a lot more when you're in a small town to get noticed outside the small town. You know, so you yeah, really, yeah. so when, when you actually break out of a small town, town, like you have like, you have a lot of experience under your belt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but it, it's, it's hard to kind of, at least nowadays, back in the day, um, it was easier to book a gig venue, although they were kind of these uh, small uh, pizzerias or, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but you, you, you could book a gig if you wanted to. Nowadays, it's it's not uh, that simple anymore. Even uh, established bands can have difficulties getting to play, and uh, from a small town, it's even more harder than. Yeah. Like in your part of Finland, like what's what's sort of like the I guess the societal the, the norms in society um, in regards to like what do people care about in regards to what's going on in Finland or what's going on in Europe. You know, what's really those like sort of hot button issues that make make their way into your area? Um, I, I think um, uh, it's it's the same in Finland as in most parts of the world that, um, well, maybe it's due to social media or, or uh, well, I think there's a lot of things involved in there, but there's this certain kind of uh, um, you can see the diversion. The old kind of social um, norms have been shattered. There are no tribes. Uh, people have kind of um, come together in a different way, and maybe the, there's not that much middle ground anymore. There are these. Uh, opinions uh yeah it, it's kind of kind of the divide maybe yeah i think that, that's like going on everywhere like yeah yeah i, I think the the kind of that, that that's the same in here as in every other place as well of course uh the kind of well we we are on the border of europe 
uh, and we have a pretty big uh, neighbor. Uh, that that kind of affects everything. Uh, I think a lot of people in Finland are not sure if we kind of uh, have to be on European Union of or not, uh, or or should we? Where should we? That that sort of stuff. Uh, maybe those are the things. Uh, yeah. Kind of, uh, that that uh, go around in here. Having that big neighbor, how does that sort of influ- influence the society of of Finland? Uh, well, I think in, in I, I think uh, in, in a lot of ways, but it's kind of hard when you are uh, to see all of that stuff when you're uh, mainly probably politics. We don't even probably know all the yeah. things. Uh, we are just kind of beginning to understand how it, it affected us during the 70s because all, all the really important things are, are, are classified and that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, uh, but um, of course, uh, uh, Russia is a really important uh, uh, kind of companion, uh, the tourism, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we had the best time in, in Russia when, when we were on a mini tour there. What, yeah, what do you like about Russia? Because, you know, over here in the States, um, we hear certain things uh, about, you know, Russia, you know, about, you know, a lot of crazy shit. And then, you know, you'll, you know, you'll hear some cool things about the, about their culture and everything, but we don't necessarily get to hear a lot about like what's cool in Russia. You know, well, how do you, you know, what's some of the fun things that you experience there? Mm, very cheap alcohol. I bet, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the people were very nice and they're warm. They're very warm, warm people. Yeah. And, and one thing I, for me, struck out in the live shows was when we were warming up to a way, way bigger band. If you do that in Finland, uh, the people start wandering in uh, right before the headliner starts. So there's yeah they're like yeah who, like who's these jackoffs man like I'm yeah. here to see uh, so and so man like wrap it up wrap it up come on get off the stage yeah. you idiots yeah. you're wasting my time <laughs> yeah but that was not the case in Russia I mean the place was packed from you know like the they were there to see everybody and... they were like yeah we're gonna yeah yeah and sing to the songs and uh, and we didn't have that stuff in Finland so we, yeah. we were prepared to play for a few people and there were uh, like well not thousand but not far away from a thousand yeah like they're ready 500 well yeah. a shitload yeah. of people for this small band it was kind of like the fuck is going on here <laughs> and uh, uh, well we on, on a train to St. Petersburg from St. Petersburg to to Moscow, uh, we were in. Well, we spent the whole trip on the restaurant uh, car, and uh, it's a long. Local uh, who, who tried to hang with us, uh, but his wife kept kind of like uh, taking him back to the, his own place, and he, he he tried to make us sing and offered us vodka, and uh, uh, that that sort of thing doesn't happen in Finland. <laughs> and we drank all the beer from the restaurant car. <laughs> yeah. <that's>... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my God, we were drunk when we reached Moscow. <laughs> It takes like maybe four or five hours the whole train trip, and I think it felt like fifteen minutes and yeah. pissed drunk, <laughs> trying to survive in Moscow. I yeah. smacked, yeah, faded, yeah. <laughs> yeah, being that like your hometown, like you said before, not necessarily multicultural. Um, how do you sort of you know connect with the rest of the world to sort of see what's going on? Um, you know, starting past couple of years, we've been in the middle of a huge, um, you know, uh, civil rights movement with like Black Lives Matter. Um, here in the states, we're um, we're going through a, um, a big thing that's bubbling right now, where it's um, you know Asian American hate. 
um, that was very much fueled by our previous president. Um, how do you sort of like stay connected to sort of like these cultural um, issues that are going around the world and, and really understand them? Well, so, social media is, is, is uh, great in that sort of thing. Uh, I think uh, people in Finland are pretty uh, woken up about these sort of things. Yeah, I think it, it's got a lot to do with, I think Finnish people are uh, pretty educated. I I say compared to a lot of other other places and the people when you see stuff on internet I think a lot of Finnish people I, I can't say all of them but most of them can um, maybe search a bit whether it is real or fake or whatever I think the basic kind of knowledge on how the world works I, I think is in a better state here than in in some parts of the world yeah t- uh, probably yeah and um but of course it's getting harder because the, yeah of course it's hard to uh kind of know what's what's bullshit and what's not uh yeah and it, it's not getting easier uh, uh but uh, hopefully that uh, the kids today they they kind of when when i uh, the social media is still pretty young thing and we just have to kind of get used to it, but they they've kind of born into it. So you know, you have to kind of maybe they are more smart about these sort of things. But just have to hope that this kind of this bubbling uh, will kind of eventually. Um, it maybe it it hopefully it, it runs its course and and the world becomes a bit better and and then it, it you don't have to have this sort of pressure. Yeah all the time it's it's kind of taxing i think yeah when it comes to you guys like what what subjects are important to you to where you put them in your music these are like social issues cultural issues these are things that really sort of you need to talk about in your music they need to be said you want your listeners to uh to really grasp onto, you know, what are those things that you will, you know, that you de- you find it easy, find it passionate to to stand up against? Well, um, I uh, maybe it's the um, kind of to not lose all hope, uh, although everything kind of uh, sometimes every, everything seems to turn into shit. Um, we kind of try to have a seal, silver lining, although the, the the stuff is dark. But it's kind of we try to kind of embrace the darkness. It's it's in all of us. Uh, you cannot run from it. Uh, if you are true to yourself, then you know it's there. And uh, everybody gets sad sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's so, comforting so, to sort of embrace that because then you yeah. can you can do something about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay to feel that way. Maybe maybe that's kind of the thing that we are trying to put out there. And uh, and what's better than to kind of um, get to a metal gig and do it together, kind of have a connection with with the crowd and see that uh, uh, we are all kind of in this together. Uh, maybe that's 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 the one main thing. Yeah. You know, just as you know, just as a country, how does how does Finland sort of stick out in Europe? You know, what's what's unique about Finland? We have a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that is the biggest thing. We have pretty uh, small number of people and a lot of space. If you want to buy lumber, we have that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nothing wrong with some but space, man. I love me some space. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the first thing that, that silence. Uh, uh, um, yeah, you have to say nature, of course. Uh, there's there's a lot of untouched nature in here. Uh, you, you kind of get accustomed to it when you're living living in here, but uh, when you go abroad and and come back have a city vacation in some some big city and then you kind of realize it all over again oh yeah. fuck coming just looking down from an airplane 
yeah playing it kind of uh, makes you go go like little bit emotional yeah here in the state yeah here in the states we got it goes from the extremes it's just like in places we have a shit ton of things and people and whatnot divided by a lot of land like yeah have you ever have you guys ever toured uh, the u.s no hopefully someday i visited there once but it's yeah a long time ago touring like okay you can like you guys can tour um europe and like go boom 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 everything's kind of like i guess like what four to five hours maybe even between each cities like in the states if you're to do like a war like a you know nationwide there there'll be times when you'll just be driving for a good like 10 hours and barely seeing anything you know it's just like a lot of space in between everything if you're like if you're like on a bus or whatnot you know that's what like everybody everybody that from other countries like from europe or whatever that that come to the states to uh to tour they always say the same thing like yo we can tour all of the uk in like two weeks but like two weeks in in the u.s is like like driving forever, you know. Lost you there for a bit. Oh yeah. Can you hear? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you now. But okay, kind of, uh, you know, closing things up. Um, definitely, like, um, I love the new album. Uh, I already got my order in for the vinyl. Um, super excited to get it. I think uh, one of my favorite. I think my favorite song on the album is uh i'm gonna go a pointless uh pointless tale that was that you know that had like a really like dope riff to it and a really like what's your final thoughts about this album you know when you know now that it's done now that it's out there the people are listening to it so like what's your what's your final thoughts about you know the, about this new album Mm, well, it's a cliche, but I think uh, it's the best we've done. I think on this album we kind of uh, figured out what what's our thing, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I just have a kind of because well, none of us would have figured out that we would be in this position, or we would be on Napalm, and we would having this conversation with you. Uh, it's kind of a huge relief to see that this is not a this is a good album <laughs> because yeah. you kind of lose track when you 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 have heard your own songs for like a couple of hundred times it's it's impossible to say if they're good or not uh and uh you kind of it's it's a scary thing to have the first reviews coming in and uh have you built yourself and totally have you been in in some sort of illusion uh and and it's crap and you just <laughs> couldn't see it yourself yeah uh but now when we can say that uh somebody else thinks that this is a good album too it's just uh it, it feels it's, it's been a huge f and now we can kind of we have to we can't stop working we have to work like more harder than before to keep it kind of afloat when we can't get on tours and that sort of stuff but but it, it just I, I have this kind of light feeling yeah uh, it just feels good you know with the with the reviews coming out you know with the album is there anything that you can like sort of pinpoint that people are saying that maybe you didn't sort of think about you know what are what are your fans saying about it you know is there anything new or anything specific that they're saying uh well there there have been so much praise that that um that that plot is covered uh do you know pedro from ap reacts no i don't uh, okay all right he's a guy from canada very very good guy um did an interview with him and he kind of, he, he had a good idea uh, maybe we'll we'll do that to have some sort of uh, maybe the record would uh, be even better if it had more like short interludes or or 
even more theatrical stuff in the middle. Yeah, I I think he he can he could be right. Uh, maybe we'll try to we try to make one very short song on this album, but it just got bigger and bigger. And now it's like, <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? I let, yo I yo for me personally, I'd like to maybe hear a song where maybe you have some uh some like haunting like female vocals in the back. You know, I think that would be fresh. <laughs> maybe we'll do that next time <laughs> uh, and there has been talks about Sähkö Kantele also yeah. but we'll see we'll have, maybe I'll learn how to play the, the um, what do you say Melodic. Melodica, yeah. <laughs> alright fellas it's been good talking with you uh, really enjoy the, the new album new album from uh, Mariana's Rest is uh uh, Fata Magana. It's on Napalm Records. Go cop it. I already got my order in. Uh, fellas, where can you go? Where can everybody go online to get more information about the band and the new album? Well, you can uh, steer to our website, marianasrest.com, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, those Maybe those are the best yeah. places to find. And on Napalm's website also. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There we are. Hook us up. Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast. Hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com. And that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh of the word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fresh the word. For more information about Fresh of the Word, and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.